Welcome to Warren Beast, the podcast that understands when it's told no, it doesn't go running through the door. I'm Greg. I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. I'm Kendall. And this week we are reviewing Season 2, Episode 3, Prometheus Unbound. Interesting episode. I'm kind of surprised <laughs> with how quickly things happened with yeah, the rest it, of the episodes. But. They, kind of, they kind of blew their load on the, on the noble <laughs> thing pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I said last episode that I read ahead to like know about, and I knew about this happening already, but I figured it'd be like more of a build up, but yeah, nah, I mean, like, I guess they only have like 13 episodes, so yeah, true I'm, enough. Oh I'm, my I'm, god, that's right, we've only got 10 episodes <laughs> left after this. I yeah, am, I am so glad that they just took care of that because I did not like, I did not like, the, I didn't like that character, I didn't like anything about it so i'm glad we moved we moved past it and hopefully never mention it again (laughs) you know that's not gonna happen (laughs) i don't know anything i didn't even know (laughs) if you guys hadn't like been hinting the entire time last week about uh who the character actually was i wouldn't even have suspected anything but no i don't know really really. he had that he had that weird smile like at the end of last one, and I mean, like he's like half dragon. I mean, yeah, I, no, I don't know. No, I definitely <laughs> did not see that coming. I thought it was going to be I, a I, new I, dumb character instead of an old dumb character. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, snap! I, I didn't you, mean to hint at it too much last episode. No, I, guess I, I mean it's. I mean, it's all a, I was all I was trying to hint at is that he he was an actual an actual friend. Yeah. No, I mean mm. it's it's fine. I mean once it's fine. No, I mean it's fine that it was a little bit spoiled. Because there wasn't much to spoil. It was like kind of a, a bad omelet that was already spoiled. It'd be like if like we had spoiled Tankor being Rhinox and then next episode he was. Because I mean, like, they took time with that one, you know? Like, yeah. We didn't have to worry about that because the actual creators yeah, yeah. did Mar- that for Kendall. Marv Wolfman the, spoiled the... that for me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I just mean like that, yeah. That would have been bad if we spoiled that. But like this, I mean, yeah, I... I mean, like, I guess we should talk about the episodes so, so the listeners know what the fuck we're talking about. But I mean, listeners <laughs> should have done their homework and watched the episode already. Mm-hmm. But yes, not only, but not only that, we can't get into the episode until we talk about what happened in this day in history. I will say that. Uh, crap! I, I was stalling. Um, <laughs> damn it! Well, 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 then I'll say what I have to say while you. I, I'm like, I mean, I'm going to give it a, a, a review at the end of the episode, but like. I didn't think this was a very good episode. <laughs> it wasn't. It was just kind of meh. Yeah, it. I don't know. I feel like maybe. I don't have a lot to say about it. It's going to be hard to podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll get. I'll get into it when we give our thoughts at the end. But yeah, I've got a couple of thoughts on it. That's good. I think I, this to me was the Batman versus Superman of Beast Machine episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
That might be the episode title for this week. <laughs> Batman versus <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Beast Machines. I forgot, did you like Batman versus Superman? I have a very specific opinion of it. Uh, okay. Let me finish Googling the news from this date. <laughs> and then I will tell you. I thought he was setting it up for it, and you can you listen to it on the full list. Like, you don't know, <laughs> listeners. You don't know, but, like, we had a very long, like... We had about a half an hour just hanging on Skype where Kendall could have been searching this stuff up. But instead, he wanted you, the listeners, to experience that, waiting for him to find it. Well, this is, <laughs> it's riveting podcasting, right? So it doesn't really matter. By Janet was the number one. Bill Clinton okay. was president. Um, let's see. Scroll Bill down. Bill Clinton the was the president? No, he was, he was currently the president. I mean, he was for a while, though, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. He, this was the yeah this was the toward the end of his term where's the freaking facts uh <laughs> they have like all these sports score sports scores from like i have no idea what sports these things are division two football cayenne beat lorient one to zero one to two or lost to lorient i guess isn't that college yeah that sounds like college of, of france i guess um <laughs> Die Hard Trilogy 2 Viva Las Vegas was a popular video game. Um, hmm. <laughs> we ranked really? we, usually... we, almost, we almost ranked that on Let's Plays, but There's... then we didn't, and we did Pokemon instead. That was an episode. <laughs> and then I then we re-ranked Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I okay, so one, like yeah. nothing happened. There's the the take me back dot two that I go to that has well, it like it has like his important historical events. Nothing. There is nothing for historical under historical events. Well, you said Janet something. Yes, right? Janet Janet Jackson's uh doesn't really matter was number one on the charts. Great. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's really her facts. Coyote Ugly was a popular movie. Oh, so was Loser. Did you I'm, guys ever I'm see popping, Loser? Popping for Jordan's good joke because it was good. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear it. What did he say? <laughs> he said it doesn't really matter. Oh. <laughs> that was pretty good. Okay, actually, no, actually, okay. It has a list of 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 popular movies, and this is a very like of the time because uh, three of the popular movies were Hollow Man, Coyote oh, Ugly, shit, and Loser, which is very that is very late summer two thousand. Loser? I remember Coyote Ugly. I remember being yes. like, not the losers, right? No, loser with Jason Wasn't Biggs and Mina Savari. Oh yes, yeah. It was, losers was actually kind of was actually kind of good. Loser, yeah. like a, what was what year was this again? Two thousand, August twenty sixth. Yeah, 2000. so I, I remember being a, a horny thirteen year old and being like, I want to see that Coyote Ugly movie. There's <laughs> 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 pretty girls dancing in that uh, movie. I never did see it. <laughs> Oh it's my actually God. Wikipedia like yeah has way too long of a plot <laughs> synopsis. I was gonna try and read like a, if it had like a summary. I'm like, nope. Of Coyote that. Ugly, we don't need to. No, do that. loser. <laughs> loser. Okay. Loser is about. It's about yeah. Jason Biggs plays a sort of a sort of dorky uh, Midwesterner that goes to New York for college and um, falls in love with Mina Savari, who's like a. I don't remember anything about her character, but she's like kind of the. Like he's manic kind of the, the the nerdy the is nerdy. She, is she like a manic pixie girl? Yeah, manic I think so. Yes, I think so. Yeah, manic okay. pixie dream girl. That's um, a trope. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's I don't. 
Yeah, I don't know if it goes. Yeah, I mean, it's probably an example of that. I don't know if it's like quite what I would picture as that, but I think that probably it probably does fall into that category. But I was it was the first movie I ever saw alone in a theater um, when I was 12. I thought that was that was really cool. I, there's and there's a few things about it. Uh, he's, he uses the term scotch. He says, turn that down just to scotch, which is an old That's people the worst. Term. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I heard scooch. Like, turn it down just to scooch, yeah. but scotch. Yeah. It sounds it's like just another like way of saying tried. scooch. Well, I know to me, it sounds it sounds like someone and I'm sorry if this is just like if this is a regional thing and I'm being a dick, then tell me to shut up and I will say sorry. It's a but regional like, thing. Because I was going to say like scooch. If it sounds like someone trying to like make scooch cooler, but who knows? <laughs> Get a scooch on the warks. It's definitely a, it's definitely a regional thing. I have never heard anyone say turn something down a scooch. That sounds like a made up thing. It's one of you your Canadian things, I think. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's then, like when it's like when you were drinking your dialect. It's like it's like when you called Southern Comfort sow cow. I, I, Lots of people call it that. Right, right. It must be a regional thing because in the actual South, they don't call it that. They call it SoCo. It, it's in Albany. SoHo? <laughs> no, but I, I heard SoCal. The first time I ever heard that was on a podcast of a, on a bunch of with, with two Americans and a British guy. And the American, one of the Americans called it SoCal. I always knew it from figure skating. Yeah. I was, damn it, Craig. You beat me to it. Sorry. Yeah. The Olympics are on. I've been watching a lot of it lately. We're going to make history. Do, I, do, I don't. I don't. Uh, anyway. Anyway. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's definitely a regional thing. Speaking, okay. speaking of born to make history. Did you get. I mean, like, I, I got. I, I imagine most of you don't care about this, but there was like a, a figure skating team in the Olympics that 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 did their their um their piece to the same song that Yuri from Yuri on Ice does his piece too, and that's fucking awesome. I heard something about that, yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. But I didn't get to see it. Yeah, that is that, that's still on my list of animes I need to watch. Oh, it's so good. It's such a good anime. Uh, that's what I've heard. Yeah. I've heard many, anime. many good things about it. I feel like I feel like there might be some overlap between figure skaters and fan of fans of Yuri on Ice. Yeah, just a little bit. Well, I feel like it probably made a lot of figure skating fans because, like, like I don't know, I, I do that with anime yeah. where I'm like, this is a thing I'm not interested in, like, and I'll think, watch an anime about it and be like, now I'm interested in this thing. Think, think <laughs> how much of a surge uh, ice hockey had when the Mighty Ducks uh, movies were in theaters. Yep. True yeah. enough. Yeah. The rest of is. Yeah, because, you know, I, nobody so, out in so California with, played hockey before the Ducks went out there. <laughs> So all we need now is a movie about curling, and that will make everyone want to play. Do, I want a curling anime. Well, there was a curling <laughs> movie made in Canada, but I don't think it ever yeah, became I don't big. It, so a curling anime would be awesome because they would just do the whole over dramatic like shonen anime so thing. Good. <laughs> Sweep. Sports anime are so good. I love them. They're too close to the button. They'll never make it. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever watched a sports anime. I like so I don't good. like sports. I like sports movies. So like I will I'll find out what happens in this Olympics in like 30 years when they make a movie out of it. <laughs> I don't like sports either. Sports animes are just like because they make sports so interesting to watch. Like well, I don't give a shit about indoor volleyball that I watch Haikyuu and I'm like, holy fuck, I'm so pumped. <laughs> well, it's not just uh, sports that they do that with. It's just that Shonen everything, uh, yeah. Like, does that is very good at making. Like, have you ever have you ever seen those uh, comics going around? Like, if Uno was an anime, 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I yeah. feel like I I read all of the entire manga of Akara no Go. I still don't know anything about Go, <laughs> but it was interesting to read. Like fuck that that manga got crazy later on. Really? All I remember was that there was a ghost helping the kid play Go. Yeah, there's, there's a there's eventually the ghost like leaves the kid because the the ghost was able to play the god's move or the divine move, it's called, I guess. Uh-huh. And that's the whole reason they stayed on Earth was to play the divine move and they're able to do it. So the ghost leaves the kid and the kid gets really depressed about it because, like, I don't know, if you had someone living in your head that you became friends with, you'd probably be pretty sad if they left. <laughs> yeah. But he he becomes, he was really good in his own right and, like, becomes a pro. So it's cool. Hmm. Anyways, anyway. what's the next segment? <laughs> Jordan, what do you got on the TF Wiki? All right, so... um Let's see. We have a couple of animation and technical errors, but just small clipping errors and and uh, a note about when Black Rackney is zapping two of the spark extractors, they don't actually appear to be touching the platform that she's electrifying. Yeah, they so really it just it just there. it just jumps to. Uh, but we have some continuity errors, which this one I think is is just being a little nitpicky. Uh, but Black Arachnia says that uh, Noble has been going to the Citadel for the last five nights. In the next scene, Cheetah states that Noble's latest attempt to break into Citadel at the beginning of the episode is the fifth time he's tried to do so. Mm-hmm. If we're to accept Black Arachnia's statement as true, then what Cheetor states is the fifth is the fifth time should instead be the sixth time. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Black Arachnia was like counting that night when she said that. Yeah. Like I said, like it was more of just them being, you know, grumpy. So mm. that I think that has an effect on it too. Yeah, I mean like I know that, like, if it was me, I'd probably say, I'd probably exaggerate. Like, this is the 20 fucking time you've done this. <laughs> they do that uh, a lot. I've another... been waiting 19 years for this game to load. <laughs> 19 years is my go-to for whatever reason. I don't know. <laughs> the Maximals don't revert to their beast forms as usual after being knocked out by the mines. Oh, yeah, that's true. And when we see Megatron spark in this one, it's a bright orange compared to the usual electric blue of non-techno-organic sparks. That means he's evil. Oh, wait, Jordan, you just spoiled the episode. No, maybe, I just... I said, maybe, well, no, I said that we see Megatron spark. I didn't say how or when or why. Oh, true enough. Uh, I mean, like... I mean, I that's mean, the I, only thing I spoiled. I was going to say, it looked red to me, but I guess I guess Rattrap's already, already red, but, like, I would say the reason it's a different color isn't because... It's because, like, I mean, that would be a spoiler, I guess, so I won't say it, but, I mean, whatever. Everyone fucking knows. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, I don't care. Who cares? If you're <laughs> listening to us without watching the show, um, go watch the show. It's better than this <laughs> podcast. Well, I mean, like, and also, like, it's not like, even if you don't watch the show, it's not like you're waiting on bated breath for us to say, like, what happened or something like that, I imagine. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and if you are, I'm so, so but, sorry. <laughs> but there's, there's, I'll say that the, the, the container that Megatron was in had its own unique, like, characteristics that could make it so that the spark gets different colored, you know, besides, like, it may not, it may not have been techno-organic, but it was, like, something weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Megatron's weird. I definitely agree with that. And he's been <laughs> he's been screwing with himself and manipulating and corrupting his spark all this time. You know, That's true too. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, there's some continuity notes where Optimus mentions that it's been at least five days since the events of the previous episode. 
I don't know if that means that every night of those five days they they've been had to go get noble from the citadel but anyways uh transformers references rat trap describes megatron's big floating head as a tribute to unicron Mm -hmm. i also liked how we got to see the moon uh again (laughs) that's actually that's actually under uh real world references he kicks off the episode by how Moon befitting his werewolfish appearance yeah uh rat trap accompanies his access into megatron citadel with a jaw Jovial Open Says Me, a play on Open Sesame. Also, Ratchap refers to the Sunday Funnies. And also, Cheater makes a few jokes about sushi as he chops up the spark extractor. Yeah, I thought that was the yeah, weirdest one was, out of all yeah, of them. Totally. <laughs> I agree with that. That was the weirdest reference they made in the real world yet. Because, like, okay, one, he's cutting up snakes. And, I mean, like, unless you count eel, oh, snakes nagi. technically aren't... Yeah, nagi. But snakes aren't really in sushi. And yeah. also... What the fuck does he know about sushi for? I mean, like, I guess he looked it up, but it's just—it's just a weird reference to make. Like, well, if I you don't think know. Of, if you think about it, any of the fish he ate on on uh, Earth, he probably was sushi because he didn't cook it. What? Well, also, okay. Well, sushi isn't just raw fish. I know, also, I maybe maybe he was making the reference wrong. Maybe he doesn't know what sushi is, and on Cybertron, sushi is a snakes made out of metal. Okay. Yeah, but how does he know about soy sauce? Uh, I assume it's a racial a racial thing. <laughs> I mean, like they they they've contacted Earth, so it's not like we don't know about Earth shit. But still, it's a it's just weird. It's just weird from the reference sushi when there's like no reason for him to do it. Like he could have referenced something yeah. else besides sushi. Like anything else would have made more sense than fucking sushi. I don't know. <laughs> Um, there's also cutting one... up some salami would work better. I don't know, like <laughs> yeah, because they've they've what was it? Uh, Beryllium bologna and cesium salami are things. Yeah, apparently. yeah. Um, uh, there is one more real world reference, and it's basically just an in depth thing about the title Prometheus Unbound, which is a title of an incomplete play by Ascalius Ascalus. A A E S C H Y L U S. I really should know that because I've studied. Achilles? No, not Achilles. Prometheus Unbound was my favorite sketch on Kablam. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there's also uh, there's been a play made by Percy Shelley uh, based off of it with the same name. Uh, There's it goes into a little bit more explaining the parallels and stuff like that. But I think we probably would want to wait to the end of the episode to actually get into that. Sure, so, but, but I wanted to just bring that up. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Was that all that we had on the TF Wiki? Uh, yes, that is all we have. Okay. So getting into the meat and potatoes of the episode. Um, of course, we, we get another flashback to last week's episode. Uh, no extra bits this time, though. Interestingly enough, I'm having meat and potatoes for supper. Aha. Uh-huh. It's sausages and hash browns, but that's meat and potatoes. <laughs> so once uh, we we get a bit of foreshadowing to start off the episode, because we see we sort of zoom out from the big giant Megatron floating head in the air as the moon comes out from behind it, which appears to have a big chunk taken out of it on its surface anyway. 
Uh, but the 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 big giant head of Megatron's changes to Noble as he is then howling at the moon. Symbolism. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yes. like, a, it's like a nice dissolve. Yeah. Yep. And of course, we then, as we mentioned earlier, are like, he did it again. He he's run off to, you know, we've got the Maximals all talking about Noble. He's like, he's run off again. And they're like, why does he keep doing it? Nobody seems to have an understanding as to why. And of course, Rat Trap and Night Screamer having a bit of a back and forth because, I mean, obviously, Rat Trap is. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, But Rat Trap, of course, doesn't really trust noble probably because you know he turns into a big honking dragon that you know rat trap probably fears will try and eat him or something to that effect yeah i've got i've got rat trap's opinion of noble here for his own good not to mention elms i can't say why but something about him gives me the creeps well let me see is it his eyes the hair or maybe it's his little tendency to keep Turning into a giant, wigged out, flesh-eating Gila monster! With friends like you, who needs Megatron? Night Scream, wait! The Night Scream storms off. Yeah, because that's what Night Scream does. (laughs) Damn, antsy teenager. Yeah, so he goes I, running off. Oops, sorry, I do. Jordan, go ahead. I was gonna say I do like how he seems to point out that uh, the that Savage is flesh eating. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, they're okay then. <laughs> I mean, they're half and half now, but it just seems <laughs> odd that a Transformer that originally was a robot is worried about having his flesh eaten. Yeah. Also, has has the Savage form eaten any flesh? Not oh. that we've seen. It, yeah, like so, specifically, yeah. it breathes fire. Yeah, like everyone's yeah. alive, and there isn't any other organic people running around. So yeah, he hasn't eaten any flesh yet. <laughs> yeah, so maybe rat traps, you know, just projecting onto the giant yeah. Gila monster. Yeah, Gila, Gila. <laughs> it's an interesting word, but yes, <laughs> we, you know, Night Scream goes flying off. Uh, the rest of the masters are like, well, I wonder where Noble's gone off to this time. And they're like, oh, probably the same place he's gone every other night, which, as it turns out, is the Citadel. And we've got when we uh, go see Noble, he is literally at the doors, banging at them. Of course, you know, nobody's home, so I don't know why he keeps knocking. I mean, he, he should be waiting for the porch light to be on. But. Maybe maybe he just forgot the key and he just wants to get in. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kendall. Um, yeah, I mean, like they're just they're just not interested in in like your religion there, um, Noble. Just like leave him alone, okay? Like there's like there's too much. It's, like, it's harassment at this point. Yeah. Have you found Dragon Jesus? <laughs> But you know, yeah. I was going a different direction with that. I was thinking he was he was Martin Luther here and hitting his uh, ninety nine <laughs> theses onto the under the door. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to sell girl guy cookies. He's got ninety nine theses, but organics ain't one. God, <laughs> I'm done. This podcast is over. <laughs> it can't get any better than that. 
was for crazy. American listeners, girl guides are Girl Scouts. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I had to wipe my eyes for a minute. Now I'm done. I'm good. Uh, so yes, we the Maximals confront uh, Noble, and uh, he seems to be a bit off for a bit feral thing to go back to that horrible horrible joke (laughs) um kendall specifically have you seen the geordie version of that of that line geordie laforge no i haven't if if, if you're having whole problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 problems but a breach ain't one (laughs) that Uh, was good too yeah it's good i like that one (laughs) (laughs) so <laughs> Getting back to the episode, <laughs> bad jokes aside, um, we've got Noble. He transforms into his dragon mode as uh, the Maximals have, you know, appeared. He seems rather feral, and uh, once he's transformed, you know, everybody seems quite a bit surprised, and uh, he takes it a bit out on Rat Trap because he. You know, swipes him and sends him flying to Optimus. Uh, of course, he's he then starts approaching them, and uh, this is when we would have gotten a commercial break, and it went to black, and then it comes back, and he's still ominously approaching. Uh, the Maximals have all taken cover behind these bits of tank or drones that are sort of littered along, you know, the entry. Uh, but then we've got Savage, who's just beating his head against the door. He's pretty rough looking. Yeah, he's um, like he's like shoulder checking it. Yeah. Yeah. He Body uh, checking. And as he's Savage, use tackle. <laughs> it's ineffective. If you look really close, he's actually punching the block. It must it must be a ghost. <laughs> it must be a ghost type. It's not very wait, no ghost wouldn't do anything. It was a ghost type. Is there anything that's not is there anything normal is not very effective against? Uh, rock. Okay, yeah. then it's a rock type door. <laughs> Makes sense. It's made out of onyxes. <laughs> oh, damn. That's fucked up. Hey, Megatron built it. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Um, so one thing the Max will seem to be expecting, probably because I'm guessing it's happened every other night, as they're warning Savage about... You know, take it easy, and then we get these tentacles that shoot out of a wall right next to the door. They start going for Night Scream, but Savage, even in his Savage form, is just such good friends with Night Scream that he knocks them out of the way because they're such good friends. Mm-hmm. Real friendship. <laughs> yep. And then he gets wrapped up in these coils, and we hear him sort of, you know, growling Coons. and roaring. Yes. <laughs> and, and when the cocoon they, opens, he becomes a beautiful wolf man. <laughs> so, so this this to me this to me doesn't make sense. Now you talk about things that are out of character like people the complaint that allegedly happens is that Beast Machines has stuff that's out of character. Mm-hmm. Megatron would not have non lethal defenses on his base. Like you know, that's, that's that is kind of true. I th- when he got hit with the thing, I thought it was going to do something like make him all techno or something. But no, he just gets he just gets tied up and then 
nothing. Maybe maybe it's a failsafe when he's not in the Citadel himself because he's, you know, he's gone. Maybe, maybe because, like, he specifically wants to extract their sparks. He wants to capture them to do that. I don't know. Yeah, Actually, well, you know what? I figured out why. Yes? It's because he was tying himself up. It had oh. a special thing. It was cool. all part of the plan. Uh, so, oh, I thought you meant he was tying himself up for other reasons. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Maybe that's easy to ask. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, uh, Optimus is like... He's like, oh, did I do it again? And Optimus is like, it's cool, bro. You helped save Night Scream. See, we know you're good. And he gives, and and like again, like they're not doing a very good job of hiding it because he gives him this smile where he's like, mm, yes, I'm evil. And then Rat Trap says something, <laughs> and he quickly stops doing evil smile and gets angry. Well, yeah, in, yeah. yeah. In this episode, I, I do think that it's it's they they telegraph it quite a bit. He had, actually, that, he had that smile a few times last episode, too, is the thing. Yeah, no, I believe Where's the you. End, yeah. I believe you. I just didn't see. I just didn't catch it last time. Probably because I was paying about as much p- attention as I was paying to it when I was watching it this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we, once again, we get a bit of a back and forth between Rat Trap and Night Scream. Uh, Octopus quickly, you know, shuts it down, and he's like, you know, you you keep coming back here, so obviously there's a reason. And Noble's like, yes, he's like, I just, I wish I knew why. I wish I could have my answers. Uh, but for right now, Otto sort of changes the subject and says, we've been spending so much time on other things that we need to start looking for the sparks again that have disappeared from the planet. And he and Cheetor, like, if they're still here, hopefully they are. And Noble, of course, uh, offers to help. In this search, uh, because Optimus wants to get into the Citadel to see if maybe they're in there. Uh, Noble seems rather interested in trying to get into the Citadel with them, to which Optimus is like, while we appreciate it, it might be best for you to stay out just because it would. there's probably a lot of traps, so it would be hard for us to take care of you to make sure that you don't transform again while avoiding these traps, which... In a reasonable sense, I can certainly understand. And well, plus, sure. like he's a liability, and that you can just like yeah. go Hulk out every now and then, and then go crazy and yeah. hit shit. And to be perfectly fair, Optimus is, is pretty reasonable. I mean, he thanks him for the offer, but he's you know he has yeah. a concern, and it's a and pretty. Not, and he's not like yelling at him like no. He's just like oh, I'm sorry, dude. Like it's not really a good idea, kind of thing. Like he's just yeah. like he's trying to let him down easy. Yes. And of course, Night Scream, you know, takes a bit of exception to that. So he says, oh, no, come on, we're out of here. And Noble, uh, of course, is like, it's okay. I understand where he's coming from. He's he's, you know, don't blame them sort of thing, which, you know, he he he's playing that fiddle so badly, like badly or like, well, 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 but, you know, he's. He, he he is certainly playing Night Scream at this point. Um, we then get the the remaining Maximals to Rat Trap opens the door, and just as he's about to go in, we get Black Arachnia who grabs his tail to stop him. He's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And then Optimus finds a, a rock next to his foot and tosses it, and there's an explosive force field, mm-hmm. and. Optus manages to take it out with his chest pizzas. 
so the field goes down, and as he sh- as he deactivates it, uh, Noble gets this concerned <laughs> look. I just thought of something. Um, chest pizza sounds like a like a really nice way of describing a heart attack. Chest pizza. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Like grandpa, <clears throat> grandpa had a little chest pizza. He's gonna be okay though. Sounds like the the bad plaque or the good plaque. Which which ones? Is it the HDL or HCL? A- H. The one that starts with an H is bad cholesterol. Because mm-hmm. that's what is high in my system. Ah, I take the pills for them. Cool. <laughs> so, Kendall, we don't have to worry about chest pizzas with you, do we? I hope no, not. I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. HDL. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. High density that, lipoprotein. I'll say that a new kind of a TV. It's <laughs> <laughs> got myself an HDL. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so the the maximals start entering the citadel. Uh, Noble stops. Uh, still has a rather angry look on his face and then immediately turns starts running for the door as it's closing leaps through with night scream night night scream night scream the, 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 <laughs> you feel night, night squeamish yeah. <laughs> um but yes night scream uh flies in right behind him and Optus is like so what part of no didn't you two understand um Noble, meanwhile, is looking rather, he, you know, he's growling and doing these light barks as uh, Night Scream is trying to, to keep him calm. But Noble's like, I don't know. I just I just instinctively had to come in here. I'm like, sure, buddy. Sure. That's what it was. Um, but at this point, they realize that they're all in here. Uh, of course, Rat Trap isn't overly keen on that idea and is quick to point out to Night Scream that, you know, I'm not going to be the one that will tell you, told you so. But of course he will later. He, it's Rash Rap. He always does that. Um, they go about trying to see if they can deactivate the security in the Citadel. Uh, while they're doing that, Noble just starts fucking off. <laughs> he's running down the hall. He's like, screw you guys. Um, he's looking at the floor and we're noticing these little circular objects on the floor. And as the Maxwells take notice of it, he just stomps right on top of one. Mm-hmm. Now, and this is this is where I kind of I mean, I knew obviously I knew because you guys like hinted at the foreshadowing. Like I kind of knew where this stuff was going. But like this is where I started to notice the obvious like he's obviously Noble is not what he seems like he's mm-hmm. obviously uh, manipulating events to do so- to do something because he wants to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Because at this point, what happens is it activates uh, landmines in the floor that pop up all around the Maximals and Noble are, are attached by strings. Yes. Uh, Noble seemingly controls his transformation and transforms into Savage. And swipes one of the mines with his tail, causing a series of explosions around all of them. Doesn't seem to really hurt the Maximals, which makes me wonder how effective these mines were going to be. They're such weird mines, too, because like he steps on one of them, and you and like you think like okay, it's a mine, it's gonna blow up as soon as he steps off, but no, they all activate and have trip lasers, and it's like what? Okay, <laughs> yeah. I guess, then- I guess 
it takes up the whole room, presumably. Yeah, but even when they go off, I mean, none of the Maxwell seem to be any worse for wear. Um, they all rolled good on the reflex checks. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so Night Scream, of course, is concerned about Noble. Uh, Optimus suggests that they split up. So he and Night Scream are going to go search for Noble while they have Rat Trap trying to disable the defenses. And Black Arachnia and Cheetor are to watch his back. And we do get a rather cute line from Black Arachnia. I'm trying to remember the exact wording of it, but essentially well, it's like... Optimus oh. goes like, watch his tail. And she's like, oh, the most glamorous uh, assignment. Yeah. Yes. Like, sarcastically. <laughs> so we then get a bit of an extended period between the, the Maximals sort of cutting back and forth between the two groups. Every once in a while, we see Noble peeking around a corner, looking rather menacingly it's at one group. very alien. Yeah. Like, I mean, like the, the, the Ridley Scott movie, not like, like, not like this feels alien. Yeah. <laughs> um, and every once in a while we'll hear like a roar or some movement. Uh, and for some reason it will switch. Noble switches back and forth between noble and savage. So we'll see the dragon at some points roaring. And then at one point we get like a sort of a zoom in on Optimus, almost as if to insinuate that savage was like coming up behind them ready to attack. But then Optimus looks back and he's like, something's following us. Yeah. It's well, again, it, it's, it's very alien. It's like dark and it's cramped and there's like wires hanging everywhere. And like, there's this like crazy monster that they could like run into at any point, but nothing really happens. It's yeah. all just this really long scene of like, Oh, something might happen. And then there's no payoff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was a bit menacing, but yeah, there, there's really no payoff to it. There's one scene where like Black Arachnia like rolls her eyes at something Rat Trap says, and then like she walks forward, and then Noble appears right where she was. But like how quickly he appears right where she was, he had to be like right behind her. Yeah, like he like it's weird that she didn't notice him there. Like he, he she would have felt his breath on her back or something. That's how close he was. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so eventually we get to the main door of the the antechamber with Megatron's control, you know, rig. Um, and it's Noble who gets to the door first. So I'm trying to figure out how, but he still managed to. Yeah. Um, Again, like, there's no payoff for this weird, like, scary tunnel scene. He gets there and he's like, success in yeah. a very uh, familiar, t- you know, turn. You know, he sounds like a different character when he says that word. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what other character. Just saying. Hmm. <laughs> and it, 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 just to point out as well, um, it's Savage that initially gets to the door and then transforms back into Nobles. So apparently he's able to control the transformations now. And as he transforms back into Noble, the door opens for him. Yeah, but then yeah. like the 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 weird bridge thing where uh, it detetrises and all of these blocks happens and he falls off. Yes. Um, Night Scream goes out to him though. I guess is what happens. Yes, because he's hanging on to one of the blocks and he manages to lose his grip. And so we then have Optimus and Night Scream both flying down, chasing after him into this, you know, dark pit. Uh, we then sort of fade out and back into the remaining Maximals who come upon the same room. And 
don't see any indication of Optimus or Night Scream or anybody. And they start sort of, you know, trying to jump across, uh, letting on the different pieces. To, I do kind of like this sequence because, like, Ratchet yeah. goes to the back of one to make it, like, become more of, like, a ramp. And then he, like, revs up yeah. and shoots and the <laughs> cheater catches him <laughs> and throws him at one of Black Rackney's yeah. webs, which he swings on. It's it's kind of cool. <laughs> it's classic yeah. is what the show's all about is these sort of long, pretty action scenes. Yeah. And of course, Black Arachnia has to say that Brat Trap could stand to lose a few pounds as well. And I'm like, he's a robot. He can't just yeah. lose weight. Fuck off. I, I, yeah. think that, I think that people have told Rat Trap he needs to lose weight before. I think I want to say like I want to say like Air Razor or somebody made that comment when Rat Trap was flying on somebody. Somebody that Rat Trap was flying on in Beast Wars. It would well, be Air he's, Razor. I don't think he's I don't got, think would mention that. <laughs> yeah, Air Razor, I think, has given given him a lift and probably had made a comment. I know he was also probably on uh, Pterosaur, but he had a gun pointed to his head, so he probably not didn't make a comment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the man Rattrap manages to get across and immediately, you know, plugs into Megatron's control rig. And, and, uh, and we see the, like I've got the clip oh, here. Uh, he plugs into the Megatron's control rig, and then this happens. Hey, guys! How do you like the new house coat? Frumpy, but functional. Now he's typing on the computer. You searching for those missing sparks? No, yeah. I'm reading the Sunday funnies. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> Trouble is, everything's encrypted, including the encryptions. It'll take some time to break through. Time is a luxury we don't have. Bigbot, glad you could make it. And yes, Night Scream and Optimus are carrying Noble. Um, also, I love the fact that he was like, got it, got it, need it, got it. I thought that was I a pretty like, cute like little line. He's like, the encryptions are encrypted. It's yeah. double yep. encrypted. Yep. Yeah, because everybody knew how hacking went back then. Even the encryption's encrypted. It's double well, that's, encrypted. <laughs> that's literally what happens in uh, in uh, Thimbleweed Park, this adventure game that I'm playing on the Switch. You get your uncle's will and it's written in binary, but then it's but then once you decode the binary, you have to find out what his lucky number is because of a he, some hex code or something. I I didn't quite understand it, but I figured it out. <laughs> I was trying to make a find out. I was trying to figure out a way to, to make a reference to Sheska and Fullmetal Alchemist, but I couldn't. <laughs> but yeah, People so double encrypted. Said. It makes sense. I mean, you know, double. It's uh, it's two. What's what do they call it? To verification, where it's like you have to type in your password and it sends you a text message. Yeah, no, I didn't say it didn't make sense. I just think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the way you said it. No, the way you said it. Like, uh, I hate people telling Dungeons and Dragons stories, but I'm going to tell a quick Dungeons and Dragons story. <laughs> um, we got this. Uh, we got this thing. We were doing this uh, campaign when we got this thing where we were in a dungeon and we got like it was like a journal of like the people who had been there before and uh, part of it said, you know, there's traps everywhere. This is trapped. This is trapped. And then he says, the traps are trapped. <laughs> it made, it made me think of it. And 
and it's the only it is the only thing from that Dungeons and Dragons campaign that my wife and I played for a year and a half together. I forced her to come for a year and a half uh, to play that Aww. Dungeons and Dragons campaign. It's the only thing she references. <laughs> the traps are trapped. Yep, the traps are trapped, which was like a very like apt description of the sort of like anytime anytime there's like just traps everywhere and you're like what the fuck bah. like when i'm playing dark souls or something it's like did someone ever <laughs> say it's a trap i uh, yes i'm sure i probably did <laughs> just making sure i've they're, blocked they're, most of they're that nerds playing D&D. of course someone said yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not not a stretch not a stretch that's not even a question <laughs> no it wasn't a stretch it was a trap <laughs> That's two in one night. I'm on a roll. <laughs> I feel so proud of that okay, one. Okay, so <laughs> so beast machines. <sighs> <laughs> but yes, um, so we've got uh, Noble. When Rat Trap is plugged in, Noble's like, "Get away from there!" And you know his voice sounds a little familiar as he's reacting and. He uh, immediately transforms into Savage, and Cheetor, like the rest of us, is like, he can control it now? And yeah, because he just does it. Yeah, he he transforms and just walks by the rest of them and just shoots a fireball directly at Rattrap and the control rig. And Rattrap's like, anybody call for a charred rat? <laughs> and, you know, he looks a little... Sooty, I guess you could say. But, of course, once he's knocked out of the rig, then the bridge starts going all treacherousy again. And we then get an alarm that sounds. Uh, everybody's freaking out. It's like, that doesn't sound good. And well, I, it, like, I like one line where she's like, where Black Eyed says, like, well, I don't have a good feeling about this. And she does, like, past experiences. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she says, why do I have a bad feeling about this? It's yeah. important because it's a Star Wars thing. Yes. Um. <laughs> We then get the uh, we get these spark extractor tentacles that come out of the walls and start attacking all the Maximals. Um, they seem to be doing pretty well from themselves. I have to wonder why Megatron never used this. Yeah, it's... he was alive. <laughs> yeah, um, he mind you, it doesn't. Spark extractors. Like... They didn't really have a lot of fights like in his throne room, did they? They had a few. There was there was uh, like, yeah, there was, was one in the. Couple. There was one in the second episode between him and Optimus. There was one in the episode where Tankor um, becomes a good guy for a little bit. There was one in the last episode, at least, that, that many. There's the one yeah. where Rat Trap is in the Citadel with them in a mech suit, and they're fighting him. Yeah, but it, everything was depowered on that one. That's okay, true. that's true. Yeah, that's, I think there were... at least, there's at least three of them that he could have used. Yeah, yeah I mean, the... <sighs> You could probably you could probably find an in-universe explanation for why he didn't use them in each of those situations, but also he may have just recently upgraded stuff. That's possible. I mean, too, he did yeah. just he did just make a floating head of himself. Yeah, and one of the reasons that he may not have used it before as well is because, well, as is evident with what happens in ah. this episode, they're very effective. Yeah, I, I forgot about sh when Shidor makes a sushi comment, he also winks at the camera, and I'm like, fuck yes. off. <laughs> bit, of, bit of a fourth wall break there. Um, there's a sort of a neat scene right after that, too, where Black Arachne is on a, on a piece of the bridge, 
and she starts crawling and goes underneath it. And the way the camera's perspective goes is it follows her. So it always looks like she's walking upright, even though she's technically upside down at that point. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and she zaps a couple more of the, the, the lines. Um, we've got Savage who leaps onto a platform that Rat Trap is on, which sends Rat Trap flying. Uh, Savage gets tied up a little bit and then starts chomping down on them again. Uh, but then he starts freaking out as Rat Trap Speaking gets back. Speaking of flying, can, can Savage fly or are those wings vestigial? Um, I mean, he can no jump idea. really well. It's hard to say. I don't um, remember yeah. if we've seen him fly or not. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I don't think we have. But anyways, uh, are we at the part where he transforms and plucks Rat Trap out? Yep. And there's that big shining light behind him. <laughs> yeah. What the hell was like, that? <laughs> yeah, that it was, was a cool. Weird. Is what it was. Like that was the <laughs> one. That's the one it, it, screenshot that I liked. Uh, Noble's design. I mean, like it could have been cool, but it just felt like tacked on here. I mean, this whole episode is tacked on. Don't get me wrong, but mm. I'm saying that's like I liked that moment. It wasn't a. a <laughs> Because he just tosses Rat Trap off the side, and Rat Trap just, you know, falls onto a piece of the bridge. And then we get Noble, who's like in the control rig, and he's like, Why won't this work? Damn it. And so we have this, this werewolf head, like stuck in the mask, and he's like looking at his hands, he's like, Why won't it work? He's like trying to figure it all out. And then yeah. he gets a bit of a realization. Uh, as he sees a couple more of this, as he sees a, a broken spark extractor that's sort of like flopping around at his feet, and he looks to see a couple that are still operational, his eyes narrow, and he jumps out of the rig, leaps into the air, grabs these two spark expect- extractors, and then holds them up to his chest. And then we hear like, Aah! and you know, Night Scream is freaking out because you know his buddy's getting hurt. And then everybody else is like, does anybody hear a sort of familiar sound? And then we see this. They're like, is that a spark? And sure and, enough. Yeah, and, okay. and Optimus. Oh, OK. So sorry. It? Before before we go any further, I have I have a a, a sound clip of this. Uh, it's, okay. it's a little I wanted you to describe the scene because it's it's better. Like it doesn't stand on its own. It needs the visuals. Mm-hmm. So everyone yeah. visualize what he just, what Greg just described. I can't interface with it as long as I'm touched to this cursed organic form. And I I love, I love that. And this is like, so, I mean, this is not a good episode, Mm -hmm. but like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. The voice acting in the show is, is just really good. And, and the fact that that, the fact that whoever's doing the voice for Noble was able to switch into that. Oh, it was David K. That, into that phrasing for Megatron, just like, it was like, oh, now it's, now it's clearly Megatron. Like he is, he is. He is talking like Megatron. He's got that, got that, uh, what do you call it? That like, uh, the gravitas. 
Well, there's a ah, words are hard. Like the, <laughs> the like syntax and the and the and the and the rhythm of speech. That, mm-hmm. So you can patter? just tell, yeah, the patter or whatever. Yeah, all those words. You can just tell that that's that's Megatron. Like I was, and, I was wondering if Noble was voiced by the same guy as Megatron. Yep. It was but still yeah. it was still David K that voiced. Him. I I figured, but I wasn't sure because he does make this Noble voice sound a lot different than Megatron. Mm-hmm. Which oh is yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, and what's good. and what's nice about that is, I mean, that now that you that makes a lot of sense because there are a couple of times earlier in the episode where he kind of slips, like his voice just kind of has yes. a little bit of the deep gets a little bit deeper and sounds a little bit more yeah, like, yeah. like him. And it's just like, I, I, I think I mentioned that when he shows up at the door, he's like success. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like Megatron when he says, yeah. It. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's, it's just a really good. It's like, it's like, I mean, it's like, he knows that, you know, he knows that voice. He is an expert at doing that. The thing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just no, a shame that the episode like, wasn't written better. Yeah, and, and it t- in terms of like visuals and like acting, the show never really is at a bad place. Right. And, right. And, like design wise, you could argue, but in terms of just like technicality, it's usually done really well. But this episode, in terms of like pacing and story and plot, isn't the best. Mm. But I was yeah. what I was gonna say earlier was Optimus says, "Why does he have a spark? He's fully organic." When they already established that he was a transformer so it's me it's like oh well it's not, not that's not that weird to me that he would have a spark because mm-hmm. he said he was a transformer originally yeah i mean with his fake with his fake backstory so i mean like whatever but yeah anyways but yes so we get this reddish spark that uh yeah it's pretty orangey yeah it, it flies around the room a little bit immediately goes into the control rig the headpiece of the control rig and uh we then hear Megatron's evil laugh, and he's like, "Yes, now I am free." And we see this energy go up through the the wiring. Then the spark immediately, you know, goes through the roof of the Citadel. The Megatron head. Yes, and we see the eyes of the Megatron head flash red, and actually see some life in it for the first time as the Maximals leave the Citadel. And, of course, the head starts to move. The officer's is like, Megatron. And, and here I've got, Megatron just I've, looks so overjoyed <laughs> with just this eye expression. It's like, ah, suckers. So so I've got his I've got his monologue here. And that's the last sound clip I have because the episode's basically over. But I want to mm-hmm. say before I even play it, like, you know, what we were talking about, the visuals, like, you can even – Normally when I'm pulling sound clips, I'm like watching lips move to make sure that I'm at the right spot (laughs) with this, with this, his eyes are just blinking. So I can't tell, but at the same time, like without the sound, like you can tell like his, the, the animation is so good at this bit because the head is just barely moving and the eyes are just blinking. And then it cuts to the maximals and they're like, you know, concerned and shocked. And they've got like, like you can really tell it's like he says a thing and then they're reacting to it. And then he says a thing and they're reacting to it um, mm-hmm. without without actually being able to hear what he's saying. You can really appreciate the the visual of that. So here's his, got some uh, good some good brow animation here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, here's here's the here's Megatron's uh, monologue explaining everything. Megatron. Where's Noble? What have you done with his spark? There never was any Noble spark. No! 
He was my friend. For an eternity, I slaved to free myself from the organic material contaminating my otherwise perfect technological body. I finally succeeded in separating the two, but my spark remained with the wrong half, the organic half. I knew that the answer to curing myself lay inside my citadel, but as an organic beast, I could never hope to enter it and survive. Which is why I needed to get you. Night Scream. Naive, headstrong, and utterly malleable, you prove the perfect form. No! And now, in gratitude, I will free you from your organic and bodies. And then he shoots him. <laughs> well, he, like, activates... Cybertron again and yeah. all the drones start shooting at them and then they, they book it out of there. Yeah. And I, I guess book it like, into the sewers again. Hmm. And I'm there's one, there's one part here took... that I really like actually where like they're they get under the manhole cover and you see that like two uh bike drones are gonna open it and they get shocked and you see that Blackrock has stayed behind to like make sure that she could shock the manhole so they couldn't follow her. Which I'm like, that's a nice touch. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously they never took Noble back to where they were sort of hiding out because, I mean, I would have assumed that Megatron would have immediately gone after them if that was the case. Um, <clears throat> but yes, we so we have Optimus, who is pretty down on the fact that he's like, I should have realized that it wouldn't be that easy to get rid of Megatron. And, uh, you know, everybody's a bit down on that. Night Scream is sort of off to the side and Rat Trap goes over to see him. And he's like, I know you don't have to tell me you told me so. And Rat Trap's like, well, no, he's like, he's like, I just wanted to say I'm, I'm sorry. And, you know, there's sort of there seems to be a, a small moment of understanding between the two. But then, you know. It's a brief moment, and then Night Scream sort of turns away. He his eyes narrow a little bit. Uh, we go inside the Citadel in our last scene, and we see the body of Noble, and it's twitching on the bridge. <sighs> and then the eyes open, and we hear a low growl, and yes. dun, 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 cut to black. Crazy. That's the end of the episode. What's gonna happen with Noble? So, yeah. Um, so thoughts on the episode? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't very. It didn't, it wasn't very good to keep my attention. It like again, like I think the biggest problem was that scene. They could have done really cool things with like Savage stalking them in that like tunnely area like go lean more into the alien thing and it just doesn't pay off at all so it feels like it's kind of like it doesn't need to be there because nothing happens during that scene it's this it's this long drawn out scene of them going through the tunnel and savage slash noble like being like hey i'm behind you and that's it like uh it's it's whatever but like that some of the action set pieces are fine and like like Ken already mentioned, like this show has a base level of quality that's like pretty good. So it's it's not like horrible, but it's not. It wasn't that entertaining either. Mm. 
Well, the 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 thing is the the animation and the performance was real. The performances, the voice acting were really good, but the uh, but the writing was not the best. So the reason yeah. I said this is the Batman versus Superman of Beast Machines episodes. So my <laughs> issue with Batman versus Superman, most of the most of the nitpicks that I had were basically things that they had to include because it was a sequel to Man of Steel and Man of Steel is a, is the worst is one of the worst movies ever made um <laughs> like like I I mean I know that I know there are other criticisms and most of them I don't agree with and we won't need to we don't need to get into that but that's what I'm saying like the reason this episode was bad is that the sort of the the concept of the of the noble savage thing was kind of dumb and not, and they didn't really know what they wanted to do with that, and so they just wanted to sort of move, just end it, just get to the end of this episode, just get th- things because they want the status quo to be Megatron's a giant floating head with controls over everything, and so then the Maximals are fighting those guys, and it it really rings of like, um, even though I know this is not true because this is a uh, this is like you know I guess they they plotted out the whole twenty six episodes before they even started, but it kind of rings of like heroes or lost or one of those shows where it's like literally week to week. They don't know what's going to happen next. And they set, they set a bunch of things up for later in the season that they just kind of write themselves into corners and have to find their, find their way out. Um, Um, I have a theory on why this is kind of like this. It might've been the first case of toy overreach where they made this toy of noble and they had to put him in the show. So they try to like do it as quickly as possible. Mm. Yeah, that's really they possible. Really, but they just wanted to get to like their actual story. It does. It does <laughs> kind of remind me of the Tiger Hawk storyline. Yeah. In in that sense, so I could see I could see how that could be it. Because yeah, I hadn't even thought about. That's the thing. The first season was so good, and it was so like it didn't feel like they were throwing a bunch of extra characters in to sell toys. I forgot that we were trying to sell toys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping that as we continue on with the second season that it gets a bit better because, yeah, these first few episodes have been a bit rough, to say the least. (laughs) Um, I mean, I found that there were some pretty good moments in the episode. It's to me personally, I think I would have liked it better rather than having Noble running like tripping the lines and running off, I think I would have liked to have seen a more gradual turn over the course of the episode with him. Definitely. Like, sort of like Optimus is resigned to the fact that, yes, they made it inside themselves as well. But that, you know, they go and or like they come across a couple of traps. And as they get closer and closer, Noble's getting a bit more antsy and a bit more sinister mm-hmm. i guess you could say um maybe something happens where one of the maximals was almost injured and noble's like we need to make it there you know leave him or something like that yeah yeah i was just thinking that as soon as you started mentioning like a, a slight turn i'm like that's what's gonna happen and then you've said yeah. it so yeah, <laughs> yeah i think i I, eh. I think that would have played out a little bit better mm-hmm. um and i think it would have i think it would have been good like we do get a moment with him saving night screen but i think it wouldn't have been so bad to have seen one more as well just to sort of reinforce that betrayal at the end of the episode yeah, as well I mean, I, 
Yeah, like I mean, yeah. like I was talking about how like that that tunnel, the scary tunnel scene was completely useless. Yeah. And yeah, like, that's yeah, what I felt they, too. They, that... they could have taken that out and did what you just said, where they made yeah. it like a gradual thing rather than having this like, oh, spooky tunnel where nothing happens. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. There are a lot of things. I mean, there's things that bother me about this episode, but I actually, I mean, I think it's way better. I enjoyed it way more than I enjoyed last week's episode. And actually, <laughs> the the fact that Megatron explains that he was screwing with them the whole time kind of makes up for some of the bad writing in last week's episode. It's like, mm-hmm. that's why Noble's such a dumb character, because one of the characters in the show wrote him, you know, <laughs> like, like he's, you know, it's like, it feels very, it feels like a very, like, sort of, this is like, he knows he's been fighting the Maximals long enough that he knows exactly the right kinds of things to say, to be a clueless, you know, whether it was, whether it was a, a, a proto, a proto form or a or a or a uh, somebody who had survived the the viruses on on this like you know show up be like a timid nice uh you know be be like a timid a timid nice uh scared doesn't remember things guy yeah. and and uh and the maximals will take you in and the maximals will help you with this and this and this um mm. i mean the only thing is you i mean the only thing that i wonder like did he at what point did he start remembering stuff? Like, did he know it from the get go? I feel like he did. Because if, yeah. if he knew it, I would guess because now I'm talking myself into a corner because if he knew it from the get go, then he should have just gone to his house and punched in his code and, <laughs> and done it himself. You know, like he shouldn't have. Well, but he couldn't I get think, in. He said he said he couldn't get in without them helping him. Yeah, well, that's think, dumb. He should have been I, smarter. I think he. One of the things that I think is understood is that his Citadel specifically is made to basically repel organics. Mm. And he was specifically trying to get his spark from the organic to the tech, the, the techno uh, technology. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, that and makes, he, that he makes got sense. Thro- he got thrown there. So he was like in the purely organic one. So his Citadel was pretty much purposely would keep anything that was just purely organic out. Yeah. So yeah. gain the techno organic, maximals to kind of break through things yeah i suppose that makes sense it would have been i think it would have been better if it was more clear what he had to gain from teaming up with the maximals but yeah i don't know it was i mean it's bad we all agree it's bad it has plot holes you can explain some of them but the problem is i was explaining one and came up with another and then jordan explained (laughs) that but then jordan's explanation (laughs) doesn't doesn't follow the explanation that i had for the plot hole of him getting tied up earlier in the episode because if if it is if it is specifically targeting organics and stuff then he shouldn't have non-lethal weapons because the non-lethal weapons were only working because he's he personally triggered them yeah it just yeah it doesn't i mean it doesn't work hopefully i mean i know that i know that they're setting up for noble to continue to be something going forward hopefully he's not like the thing hopefully we can kind of go back to maximals fighting megatron Mm -hmm. um like it's fine if they want to do like one more noble episode that's i would like actually i would like it if they did one more just like like have noble disappear for like five episodes then have one more episode where he shows up and then like gets killed off or something yeah that would be great but uh just because you know we don't want to get caught in the caught in the traps of the later seasons um but yeah i don't know I do. I do think I do want to mention, though, uh, the fact that 
the I like I love the fact that uh Noble's story from last episode, they explain why they reused the animation because Megatron was literally making the story up, so he was just re- he was just reiterating what Night Scream's story was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Yep. So yeah, um Jordan, did we get your thoughts on the episode? Well, I was going to say I kind of liked I liked the, the the dialogue. Yeah. I mean, the the episode itself kind of felt I don't know, a little odd or off, mm. but there were some good lines. I mean, some of the some of the some of the things that were said is, and I did kind of like watching them toss uh, Rat Trap around on the bridge. I I like will say that like, like he was a suitcase. Black Arachnia telling Rat Trap that the thing looked frumpy on him it was a nice moment. Yeah. So I mean, I I guess I what I liked about this episode was that the despite all the. Uh, like harsh stuff that they were on that the like black rachnia and rat trap were on about noble and 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 night screams you know attachment to him uh they were still kind of you know still acting like themselves so you know you see them working working together and all that and everything and and in the end like you know even even afterwards like at the end like rat trap tries to kind of you know console night scream when he realized yeah. that it like hit him really hard. Yep. So I mean like true. like for all the down things, there are some nice things in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess I what I what I mean is that it's a great it's a nice transitional uh episode. Like maybe not the best, but it it's not the worst. Mm-hmm. And it definitely it sets up a status quo. So I'm just hoping that with this I'm I'm good with this current status quo. I'm interested. I'm also did we see we didn't see uh Jet Jetstorm and Thrust talked to Megatron, no. did we? So no, no, he just he just reignited the drones. So I'm kind of interested to see whether they're still working for him or if yeah. they're their own faction and yeah. stuff. Should be that'll be something to see. Yeah. Um Yeah. So that was the episode there. Uh we do have a slightly shortened news post from Casey this week. Oh, do you want me to Remember how I mentioned about Prometheus Unbound and stuff like that? Yes. Uh, yep. I just I wanted to just mention because like in the wiki it says uh, Megatron it like it it specifically says Megatron and Beast Machine seems to see himself as a figure akin to Prometheus, bringing the gifts of freedom from organic matter, individuality, and consciousness, as long as technological perfection to all of Cybertron. And it says, you know, up until now, he has been going to increasing lengths to purge himself of his own organic components, which he sees as a contamination of his mechanical purity. Being trapped in a purely organic body as a result of the, as a result, thus mirrors Prometheus's torment in Hades. And the act of freeing his spark from Noble's body and bringing it a purely technological existence as compared to Prometheus breaking free from his, his bond in order to confront Zeus. Mm-hmm. And it mentions that in, uh, Ascalus play Prometheus and Zeus eventually reconcile, but in the Shelley one, Zeus is cast down and humans are free and uh, from gods and f- from their tyranny. So just just an I- just an idea of what might what possible roots there if they're going with that metaphor on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and then it ends that with a pretty deep for a cartoon about toy robots, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um Bit of a tidbit for listeners. We are actually going to have a uh, special news post this week because there was a toy con that 
just uh, happened this past weekend. So we're going to have a, a slightly abbreviated news post here, and then we're going to be following up with lots of toy news this week. Uh, so, yes, everybody will be able to hear that, of course. Uh, but as always, the, the news post is provided by uh, Casey on Twitter, at Lady K Hirsch. Uh, Casey goes on to say this week, hey there, beasties. Turns out the new guy that turned into a dragon was actually the old guy that turned into a dragon. What a twist. What a twist. I yeah. didn't see that what? form and be like, that looks like Megatron's form immediately or anything. Yeah. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan must have been quite what happy a twist. with that. What a twist. Uh, at least David K. did a good job changing up his voice for Noble. Speaking of, still no clue why Megs was... Oh my god, this is a fucking Man. M. Night Shyamalan episode. <laughs> because it was not very good, and then there was a pretty good twist at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, Casey, Casey goes on to say this will be a bit of an abbreviated news segment since... We will also be doing a new special once again this week, but there's still some fun stuff to go over here first. She goes on to say, first up is something she wanted to talk about last week, but held off on so as to not spoiler the true identity of Noble. Uh, one thing that she did mention last week is how shitty Noble's toy was with Beast Machines being one of the less popular series and Noble being, well, a weird fucking thing, even by Transformer standards. Her words, not mine. Uh, it means that the poor purple canine has gotten hasn't gotten any new toys since his original release, at least until now. So she goes on to say, "That's right. Noble is getting a new toy that's packed in with Takara's upcoming LG sixty three G two Megatron. G two Megatron is a redeco of Titan's Return Megatron using the colors of the G two Hero Megatron." So G2 Megatron's headmaster, Titan Master, becomes Beast Wars Megatron in its tiny robot mode. In addition to Noble, he also comes with a special sticker sheet featuring a G2 Decepticon logo, two Predacon logos, and a giant Megatron rules sticker to emulate the one that came with the American release of the original toy. <laughs> Noble, these images are great. I also want to yeah. point out, I really love the... 80s slash 90s radical design of black triangles on purple on the Megatron toy. Yeah. That, um, that noble toy looks very bad. It looks worse than the other yeah. one, I think. Yeah. It's a little it's a little mini con. Yeah. So I would imagine it wouldn't get much detail to begin with. Yeah. yeah. Um, noble is a redeco of the accessory that came with Titan Master Fangry in Titan's Return. Uh, appropriately enough, it has to combine with the Beast Megatron Headmaster to transform into a werewolf mode and can act as a steed for him in dragon mode. He can also become a weapon for the G2 Megs to use. All in all, this is a pretty silly inclusion, but is definitely a neat little bonus I never saw coming. That being said, I prefer the more well-known G2 Megatron colors. She provides us with a link, and hope we see another homage to that toy sometime soon. Wait, that the, uh, wait the I wasn't paying attention. That camo. noble picture is it just the is it just the dragon body with the wolf head? Pretty much. Uh, yeah, it's basically combining the little mini con with the dragon body to make a changeable wolf dragon thing. Okay, and yeah. is and this then, is this coming out in America? I think. Yeah, it's kind of like that, Dakar, so. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. it's a Takara release. Kind of like I that. I imagine they might try and 
bring it over here, I would imagine. Um, she goes on to say, uh, what do you all the think of this wee noble and his larger purple friend? Mm-hmm. I um, think, I think um, it's by the way, silly, I was, I was trying I, to I, ask is the, is the green tank with purple camo, the original colors? Yes. Yeah. I like that. Those colors too. Those are good. Yeah. That was the original G2 Megatron. Green and purple, and every the, combination. And the hero mode with the Megatron rules sticker on his chest piece is uh, what they're kind of basing the other, the the new one on. Yeah. The toy looks cool too. Yeah. It's, I like it's I like cool. this picture of Noble holding up the Megatron rules. Too bad that <laughs> yeah. I too bad it's that I cute. hate Noble so much. Well, I mean. I mean, it's, it's so good that we won't see him again ever after this episode. <laughs> I hope. I can only hope. <laughs> I'd also like how the little Minicon can ride the dragon part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool, too. Uh, so, Casey goes on to say, uh, the only other bit of news that she has to share is the announcement of the upcoming Takara Tomi Mall exclusive figure MP17 Plus Prowl. And she provides us with a link that I'll make sure I have. See, this week... I made sure I had the links in the episode description. Nice. So I didn't have to worry about tweeting them. Uh, I like the Prowl toy a lot. I don't know what Casey has to say about it yet, but it looks fucking awesome, and I would love it. Uh, this exclusive re-release of MP17 Prowl features a new deco based more closely on his appearance in the G1 cartoon, much like the recent MP Plus versions of Sideswipe and Red Alert. Uh, the main differences between this and the original seem to be the removal of some of the text of his, from his doors, and they changed to blue-tinted windows, as well as different colors for his gun and shoulder launchers. She actually wouldn't mind getting this version, but the exclusivity makes the original much easier to get. So she thinks she'll probably stick to that one once they do eventually add Masterpiece Prouts, once she gets the chance to add it to yeah. her collection. Um, so she goes on. great, yeah. Yeah. Um, she goes on to say that's all that she's got for now. So stay tuned for a plethora of exciting news, announcements, and reveals. Just try not to get double crossed by any strange new friends you recently made <laughs> rip out their own soul to gain control of a giant headship. Dude, thanks oh. for the advice. I, I, I will say though, I think it's hilarious that Prow is a police car with no backseat. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna strap him to the roof. I mean, like, well, I mean, he's a robot. He could have them in the seats and be fine. Yeah. But it's like, True it's, just, it's just weird that a police car would have like, no back seats because it kind of like takes no limits the use of that police car. Yeah. <laughs> it's no prisoners. Oh God, <laughs> I don't, I don't like the idea of cops that, that have that creed. That's bad. It's too real. A little bit, yeah. Um. So, what do we have for questions this week, Jordan? Uh, we got a couple of things from the Twitter and and Facebook. Um, we actually like from a, a bit ago, we got a link to Tumblr from from uh, my name is cast by world is fire and blood or as what is cosplay where they linked us a uh, nice image set of the original like model frames of the mainframe Beast Wars character models and such like that. Like oh, an actual. Cool. Like an actual gift set of showing them like how they had the character models set up and how they transform and 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 were like kept in like the computers and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but also they 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 wrote a, wrote us. Oh my God! Who would have guessed Noble was really a Noble? 
I did say that right, right? I G N O V L. Ignoble, okay. yeah, I yes. got it. It's funny. <laughs> I definitely did. I'm beside myself. Uh, <laughs> Three in uh, one episode. The best part about that, like drum roll thing, that that is that like it's always like delayed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, following on. From my queue last week, what do you think of Transformers without a robot mode, like Skylinks in G1 and the giant floating head? I actually kind of like Skylinks. Like, it's a weird, it's one of those weird things. And I remember there was just some of the weirder trans- Transformers that worked differently. Like, um, there used to be uh, like a tank and plane to combine to turn into a robot. Like, it was too like two transformers that had to become one oh, something like that. Yes. Yeah, like there's there's like weird weird things like that were actually I always kind of liked kind of liked even though they were weren't exactly the the norm. Yeah. Um I always kind of liked um Trypticon I thought was kind of cool cuz rather than a robot like a sort of humanoid robot you get a dinosaur sort of Godzilla mech then a ship and then sort of like a, a fortress sort of battle station sort of thing. And I'm kicking myself because it was on sale at Toys R Us this past weekend. Aww. It was like 60 bucks off and I didn't have enough money for that. So, so I, uh, I actually, I've been thinking, I'm like checking, doing a, che- a mental checklist in my mind. I think I do like them because I liked uh, Dinobots clone. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like Transmutate. I like the floating head, and I liked Ravage until he turned into a tape. <laughs> <laughs> well, Skylinks, yes. do, do you know what Skylinks is, Kendall? No. Oh, let me find out, Link, while is you it explain what cat? it is. Sort of. Um, Skylinks is like the space shuttle that turns into a pterodactyl, and its base can turn into like a, sort of like a lion that or like a tiger. Dumb. I'm not on board. Oh, too many transformations. See, I like Skylinks because he's like a like when they're put together, it's like a brontosaurus with wings. Yeah, it's got a, like a really, really long neck. I, I got more of a pterodactyl vibe from it. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what about you, Em? Here, there's there's one example. Of robot mode? That's cool. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Skylinks. Yeah. Like the 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 two parts could separate, but usually it's you usually see him mostly uh, the two parts together like that. I yeah. like him. Is this cool. a good like a toy or is this like a little? I this looks like a little one. I'm not sure which version of the toy it is. I just it was just one of the ones that kind of showed uh, yeah. both. You know, uh, I like the the the, the, the you said pterodactyl. It, 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 it looks more like a dragon to me. I like the dragon form a lot. It's really cute. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the G1 version. This is like because if this is like I mean if this is like two inches long like I mean it's it looks it looks fine. Um, it's an interesting concept of a thing turning into a dragon, of space shuttle turning into a dragon. I'm down with it because they're going out beyond the charted waters where here there be dragons. <laughs> Damn it! I want to find the G1 version. I keep finding the newer version. Uh, well, they just added uh, Skylinks to. Uh, Transformers Earth Wars, actually. This this dragon that's also a space shuttle reminds me of Dragonauts, which is a show about people that can turn into dragons, which are also mechs that get piloted by other people. Yeah. 
It's so weird. <laughs> so wait for them to become they can become dragons, but other people have to drive them. Yeah, they have like a rider kind of thing, but they're like mechs essentially. But they're people that turn into the dragon mechs. Huh. It's Turbo, weird. Did Turbo Teen have to have someone drive him, or could he drive himself? I don't even want to think about that. I hate <laughs> Turbo Teen so much. Because <laughs> I mean, that's that sounds like that sounds something similar. If if you had to have someone dr- drive himself, which it kind of makes. Well, dragons are cooler than cars. Well, no, no, cars. just just turning into some like you know, uh, inanimate thing that someone else has to use to actually work. And they have a thing where they like imprint on their rider, and if the rider dies, then they just go like insane. Yeah. There's a really there's a really sad part where there's like these two there's a there's a there's a rider and her dragon, and they're kind of like coded lesbian couple, and then the one the pilot dies, and the girl dragon goes like berserk and you have to take her down and i remember like stopped watching at that point because i'm like cool they killed the only lesbian characters <laughs> it so, wasn't that good of a show to begin with i just kind of <laughs> like the idea of people turning into dragons <laughs> so i'm on the wiki i'm on the the tf wiki um, yeah i just sent you a link for the the g1 picture yeah just I love it. depending on the depending on the version of it some of them look like pterodactyls and some of them look like not pterodactyls um, this one looks like a shuttle uh, a lynx a dragon and a pterodactyl <laughs> yeah i mean eh, it's okay i i feel like it could be done well because i because i do get kind of a uh i do get kind of a uh uh sky or uh sky storm star score what's his name what's what's not starscream's name sky Warp? no the from the show jet that storm. we watch jet storm jet storm Oh, okay. I kind of get a jet storm vibe because it's like the front of the ship. Oh, because the, the cockpit turns into like the, the head, the head. Yeah. Which I kind of like, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, it would depend on stuff. Also, there's a there's a picture from what I assume is the G1 cartoon and he looks awful. <laughs> it's like he's just he's just a he's just the space shuttle, but it grew a tail and the front yeah. became smaller and got a it got a head and it grew legs and it looks really bad. But I'm sure that that's going to be very true of most of that show. So yeah, looking forward to that. Kendall, did you just announce our plans? I and maybe you just did. <laughs> I was just uh I was just foreshadowing. <laughs> dun anyway, dun dun. <laughs> Musical next cue. Question. See, I was going to try and do a red herring at the end of the episode. Say make you know a comment that might have made it sound like we were going to do Samurai Jack next, but <laughs> no, well, Warren Jack. That'd be a turn, wouldn't it? Well, see, yeah. I'm sa- I'm saving for us doing Samurai Jack when I do my Gendy Tartavoski uh, podcast. I figured <laughs> I figured we'd do Goosebumps next because we could be called Bumps and Beasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Uh, Jordan, what do we have for our next question? Uh, So we also got a question from Let's Steal a Podcast at Let's Steal Cast, uh, which is uh, Frankie and Cass's uh, new podcast, right? Like where they're they're reviewing Leverage. What is that? I have seen them tweet about it, but I don't understand what it is. Okay, so I just want to say that I've been kicking myself because I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it, but I really do like Leverage. Leverage is a show that's basically about a former insurance claims investigator 
who basically understands how people con or lie or cheat or the system. Yeah. And his company kind of screwed him over. And he's like, you know what? Uh, this isn't really fair. So he basically recruits a bunch of people who are also good, who basically have spent their lives being villains this, to help people cheat the system back for their benefit. Like, basically to help people. Yeah. Okay, and like what, like, is it a is it a live action show? Is it a Saturday it's morning a li- cartoon? Yes. It's, a, it's a live action show. Um, that really sounds like a Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> I, I just don't know. I just, I assumed it was an anime because I didn't yeah. understand what the words they were saying were. Uh, but yeah, like you've got like the mastermind, you've got the uh, hacker, you've got the muscle, you've got, you got the, uh, I guess, what does Parker would count as, 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 as the thief, I guess. Um, and when's it and when's it from yeah parker's sort of the thief um it was what was it was it like 2010 yeah i want to say around 2010 ish range yeah it was uh was it oh it was from 08 to 2012 okay was it five seasons uh i want to say yes it was five seasons okay yeah because it's it's over now the person who one of the the writers, uh, I believe his name is Dean Devlin, uh, is currently working on a, a show called Librarians. Yes. Now. And I mean, oh, he's, I yeah. And I, I don't know. I kind of like his writing style and, and his 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 production style. So I kind of like both shows. Uh, I think most of Leverage is on Netflix now, actually. Uh, yeah, so if you have, yeah. So if you have a chance, I would I would suggest giving it a uh, giving it a shot. Um I was gonna say they're they're the episodes are usually an hour long though, so just you know keep that in mind if you're uh, if you want to sit down and watch it. It's a live yeah. action drama, yeah, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. You know, they uh, they came out with a role playing game for it too. I actually did a I played that uh, online with a bunch of people from Penny Arcade a few years ago. Cool. My character was like a mastermind. Uh, so he was like a retired uh, combat medic who had. Uh, been accused of like doping uh, different mixed martial arts fighters and stuff like that. And over, the way that the system worked is you had um, uh, you could sort of escalate the combat. Like if you fail the role, you could try and you could then sort of like do a double or nothing sort of thing where, okay, if I get it this time, then I don't face any consequences. But if I fail, then I get even worse consequences, which was an interesting because i had that happen in our last session and so i wound up having to do that and managed to succeed so my character was fighting this biker who was rather hefty and so i had made you know the the joke of oh tiny it must be glandular right and he's like oh i see you're breaking out the new material and then they started fighting and so with my success it was like a critical success so it was Pretty good. Cool. So everybody okay, listens so, to that podcast. Hopefully they yeah. don't say yeah. anything terrible in but, it. I mean, uh, Frank Frankie's great. So yes. Yeah, so good. now that we got that all the way, as for their question, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a typo, and I'll I'll get back to it. Anyways, how would the ba- Basties handle pulling off a confidence trick and a heist? And uh, Cassie followed up with the correction they meant beasties that being said would they do well as bastille cover band i feel like we've answered that i think we've question done, before. i think we did i i think we have had answered the highest question before 
Um, so we we answered it, but it was like in season one of Beast Wars, and the characters yeah. have definitely like evolved since then. Because now, definitely, Rat Trap is the tech person. Yeah, definitely yes. now, like even more than 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 before. Um, I don't know. I think I think uh, I think uh, Black Arachnia would 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 still be kind of like like well like in leverage the Parker like she would definitely be able to be able to stealth and thieve things away. I think she'd be the one that like flips through the lasers. Yeah. That's, that's what I meant. Like she's the one that can get through the, the, uh, the, uh, the security systems. I think the, uh, physical ones, uh, um, night scream would be the one that gets arrested (laughs) (laughs) or, or he would be basically the decoy that they would throw in that, that would distract everyone from the actual. Right. uh, Right. That's uh, what I mean. Like, cause they, Get erected or get erected, get arrested, <laughs> erected, huh? Mm, okay, uh, yeah. What would Cheetor be then? I was thinking like he might be like the, the acrobat kind of guy, but no, definitely black arachne. But Cheetor would be like He's what, get, like the, the getaway face? Drive. getaway driver, the face, but the getaway driver would probably also work. Yeah, speed. I could see that. Yeah, totally. And then and then Optimus is the mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And see, I think I think it works much. I think that's a nice, like a nice work for them in the Beast Machines era. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then finally, we have. Oh, wait, unless anyone wants to add to it, I was going to move no, on. I, no, okay. I, I, I think that pretty much covers. It. Okay. And then Ryan Butson on the Facebook uh, said, "So I'm sure I missed this week's recording after my busy weekend. Nope, you got it in time. Uh, but if not, I want to sh- share that there were other Beast to Beast Transformers called Mutants, and provides a link to uh, the." Uh, mutants or beast mutants article in uh, the TF wiki, which I was actually looking up there and uh, it's actually kind of a interesting thing. They, they, uh, they actually IDW kind of mixed them in with us uh, with some of the uh, beast wars comics that they did. I know we've mentioned before uh, about how uh, cryotech tried to pull one over and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. And was in comics. They were those. Uh, he was in the comics with them. So you know, it's just it's just kind of, and it's also kind of interesting because basically what the whole deal was that they originally they were all fusors that when they got hit with the Megatron's like debilitating anti-conversion virus thing, instead of shutting them down, it basically just stuck them from only changing from one beast mode to the other beast mode. Oh, so so one's like a Velociraptor Wolverine, uh, another one's like a, a polar bear or an, a, a snowy owl, and and uh, another one's like a piranha and a scorpion, hmm. you know, and things like that. It's it's cool. They also had their own little faction symbol. Neat. And I and I'm basically bringing this up again just because man, I would really like to read those comics sometime. I must I must miss out on them. Yeah, I should really check them out at some point. Yeah. But that's uh, all the questions that we had. Okay. All right. So does anybody have anything they would like to plug this week? Um, I'll plug Game Apartment 1C again. They're, uh, Dan's basically starting up his officially starting up second season on the 23rd. Pro- so probably the Friday before you hear this. So if you've you know been checking, out, checking the, his Twitch channel as I've been promoting it, You'll probably get to see see uh, the start, but as I said, like you know, he's he's also doing other things like uh, you know Trainer Tuesdays and 
and uh, streaming things on Mondays too sometimes. So so maybe you can also ca- catch those times. Uh, Jesse's still going on with uh, the Cre- Creepy Critters podcast and Alphabet Flight. Um, and I get I'll leave it to Kendall to mention the recent thing that we just did. But otherwise, you know, the, uh, those are just all the current podcasts that I can recommend. Cool. M, how about you? Um, you can catch me on other audio entry podcasts like Teenagers of Attitude, Home for Infinite Losers, and In Pursuit of Passions. You can also catch me on Twitter at This Is Emeralds. Right on. Kendall, how about you? All right. So, as Jordan alluded to me, uh, me, uh, him, and Jesse Cooper uh, did a podcast about songs like this. Hey, <laughs> uh, that is, uh, that is, um, we were discussing fake Weird Al songs, uh, songs that were uh, from mostly from like the kind of Napster LimeWire era of of uh, Internet downloading, where in order for people to have a better search engine op- optimization for their uh, for their songs, they would credit all parody songs to Weird Al. And most of them <laughs> are pretty awful. Did you do nine Coronas? no. No, I did not. I we, that's not one that I'm familiar with. It's like I, my Corona, but my, my Sharona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Sharona, but it's nine Coronas because it's about drinking a lot. Huh. It's not good. Right? It's no, no, none of them. None of them are good. Really. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's very bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. It was. Uh, but it was. It was fun, and it's interest. It was a very interesting sort of look at this snapshot in lowbrow humor and snapshot in music of the types of music and the low quality, everything is terrible. And, uh, I don't know. It was, it was kind of an interesting, uh, I thought it was an interesting exploration, uh, of some not very good music. It's available <laughs> on, I didn't even say what it was. So it's available on uh, Kendall Ca- or it will be available. Hopefully by the time this episode goes up, at uh, KendallCast.Ninja. I'm calling it That's What We Called Funny, a very special episode of That's What We Called Music, um, that ended, and it, which you can also listen to at, Kendall, at the KendallCast feed on iTunes or uh, the KendallCast uh, Podcast Network. Hopefully, uh, also, I will have the episode on Barbie Girl up by the time this, uh, this episode posts. Right on. Uh, as always, uh, you can find me on Twitter also, uh, Greg C M U N. I had a really special person follow me on Twitter on the weekend. I was rather happy about it. Congrats. Um, yeah. Um, and, and also a big shout out to Dave who mess, who messaged me also to say, Hey, I'm a real person and I follow you. And yes, you are a real person and you're awesome. So thank you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and as always, you can find us on audioentropy.com. You can find us on Twitter at War and Beast, and you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash War and Beast. And just, just for the record, if you guys are bots and stuff and you want to follow me, that's at K Hallman on Twitter, trying to get those numbers <laughs> up. So, so yeah, so yeah, it's been another week, another episode down. We've got 10 left to go for oh. this entire series. So, for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. And I'm Kendall. Let's roll, folks. Actually, I'm Megatron! Oh, no! No!